Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast as we share the truth concerning these last days and what you must do to save yourself from the violent times that are just ahead. Today's podcast is a word of truth accounting of the end times. The end is coming. The end is near. Today's podcast is entitled End Times 212, Times and Seasons of the Restoration, Part 2. The podcast objectives are analyze how Israel is a nation within a nation, analyze the spiritual model of Israel, reveal why the original nation of Israel was destroyed, and analyze the evolution of the nation of Israel. This lesson contains timelines and other visuals. Therefore, if you are listening to the podcast, I advise you to watch the video version on our website or YouTube or request a PDF of the lesson so you can add the visual effect. A nation within a nation. Now, in the most recent podcast, we initiated our case proving the timing around the restoration of the nation of Israel. Here again, time is the second of the seven guidelines for every word of prophecy. Seeing as we have already established the purpose for the restoration of the nation, i.e. the first guideline, we must now establish the time. For our remit is clear, we must check all the boxes to prove the restoration is not only an authentic prophetic event, it is the first season in these last days. As it pertains to the timing of the restoration, the prophet Hosea is revealing, come and let us turn back to Yahuwah. After two days, he shall revive us. On the third day, he shall raise us up so that we live before him. See Hosea 6, 1 through 3. This passage is clearly revealing the nation of Israel would die in some capacity, hence the need to be revived. And we submitted in the most recent podcast the following premise. The nation of Israel experienced a spiritual death when they crucified Yahushua Messiah. From there, we analyze the model of cause and effect as it pertains to the dimensions of spirit and physics. And we submitted the following premise. Every event within the physical world has a spiritual origin. It is the outcome of some happening within the spiritual sphere i.e., for every spiritual action, there is a physical reaction. Progressing that line of thought, we must now ask, what form of death did Israel experience when they crucified the Messiah? The answer, 
spiritual death. This may appear to be contradictory, considering how the day of Pentecost occurred soon after the crucifixion. However, there is a key matter you must consider to ascertain this truth, namely this. Many within the original nation of Israel did not receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and the majority never did. If you're wondering why, allow me to tell you in the form of another interest point. And in doing so, I will further harden the critical association between the dimensions of physics and spirit. Many within the nation of Israel had disqualified themselves from receiving the spirit before the day of Pentecost was fully come. Thus, when Joel prophesied of the Father, saying, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, he was not referring to all mankind. Neither was he referring to the original nation of Israel as a whole. On the contrary, he was referring to a body within a body, a people within a people, a nation within a nation. For if there is one thing we know by now, this one thing is for sure. It is that many are called, but few are chosen. A spiritual nation. Now, as a result of these findings, there are clearly two models of the nation of Israel. There is the original nation, and there is the spiritual nation. Now, the reason why I consciously refer to the former model as the original nation, as opposed to the physical nation, is because there was a spiritual factor associated with the original nation, even though that nation was a predominantly physical entity. Notwithstanding, it would be inaccurate and somewhat misleading to describe it as a physical nation and contrast it to a spiritual nation in light of the spiritual constituencies. And thus, I will refer to it as the original nation. Now, as it pertains to spiritual death, Yahushua Messiah, amongst many things, was the spiritual barometer of the original nation of Israel. On this wise, he exposed all who were spiritually dead within the original nation. Matthew 23, 27 to 28 reads, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly indeed look well, but inside are filled with dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you too outwardly indeed appear righteous to men, but inside you are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. In like manner, he was the light that exposed all who were walking in darkness, many of whom were in leadership positions. As it was then, so it is today, for there is no new thing under the sun.
John 3, 19 through 21 reads, and this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who is practicing evil matters hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But the one doing the truth comes to the light so that his works are clearly seen that they have been wrought in Elohim. The light in this passage is clearly Yahushua Messiah. Thus, we conclude, everyone within the original nation who did not receive Yahushua was A, practicing evil matters, and B, did not repent. For, as John is revealing, they love darkness. Very needless to say, these detractors would not make the transition into the spiritual nation that would be born on the day of Pentecost. In fact, they were oblivious to the fact that said transition was even being made. Likewise, they were oblivious to the fact that they were being set for a fall. For as they rejected our loving master, prior to the outpouring of the spirit, they disqualified themselves from experiencing the most powerful event known to man. Luke 2, 34-35 And Shimon blessed them and said to Miriam his mother, See, this one is set for a fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign spoken against, and a sword shall pierce through your own being also, so as to reveal the thoughts of many hearts. A nation that would follow after. Perhaps one of the most underappreciated and ignored aspects of Messiah's ministry, he did not come to bring peace upon the earth, not at his first coming. On the contrary, he came to bring division. He came to bring a sword. Matthew 10, 34-39 reads, Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to bring division, a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies are those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his stake and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life shall lose it. And he that has lost his life for my sake shall find it. This passage clearly reveals Yahushua Messiah as the great divider. He even testified that he came to divide families. This being the case, would it be so hard to see how he would also divide a nation? 
the question of the hour then is, why did Yahushua Messiah come to divide the original nation of Israel? The answer, because the original nation as a whole was not qualified to inherit the kingdom of heaven. We know this because John the Baptist preached to the original nation, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Bring, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as father. For I say to you that Elohim is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. The point John is making is sure. The original nation would not be saved simply because of their physical relationship to Abraham. This is why John commanded them to bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. He was trying to prepare them for the transition into the spiritual nation. This is why his message as a forerunner, Yahushua Messiah, was repentance. Elohim desired for his original people to make a complete turn away from the darkness and toward the light he was sending into the world. But alas, they did not repent, for John 3 reveals that they loved the darkness. Elohim knew this from the beginning, as did Yahushua Messiah. Thus, before the original nation of Israel was ever even formed, Elohim designed a blueprint for a spiritual nation that would follow after. Fruit meet for the kingdom. Now, unlike the original nation that preceded it, this spiritual nation of Israel would not reject the chief cornerstone of their salvation. Quite the contrary, this spiritual nation would walk in repentance and bring forth fruit meat for the kingdom. Matthew 21, 42-44 reads, Yahushua said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was from Yahuwah, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Because of this, I say to you, the kingdom of Elohim shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits of it. And he who falls on this stone shall be broken, but on whomever it falls, he shall be pulverized. Crucial language for crucial times. Yahushua Messiah tells the leaders of the original nation of Israel that the kingdom of heaven would be taken from them and it would be given to a nation bringing forth good fruit. You may not understand the severity of this indictment if you are not well versed in the Old Covenant. But let me tell you, this was perhaps one of the greatest indictments Yahushua made against the original nation. And yet, 
everything he said came to pass. The original nation of Israel was destroyed. And not only was it destroyed, it was pulverized. It was annihilated. It was smashed. And it will never, never rise again. Nevertheless, their fall paved the way for a new nation to be born. That is, the spiritual nation of Israel. We will continue our analyses of this nation in the upcoming podcast as we continue to establish the timing of the restoration. Now, here is the final word. Understanding the restoration of the nation of Israel begins with understanding the nation. This is critical because there are multiple misconceptions, errors, and lies in our world concerning the nation of Israel. And yet, Elohim and his Messiah are very clear who they are referring to when they refer to this nation. Explicitly, they are referring to a set-apart congregation who have embraced Yahushua Messiah, and they are walking in the light. To wit, they are following the steps of the perfect man and being transformed into his image and his likeness. The rest can call themselves what they will. And thus, I warn you in advance, not all who claim to be Israel are Israel. Not all who claim to be Israel have been born into this nation. In the latter days, they will consider it. For in the latter days, we will all see. Our loving master is not coming back for a physical nation. He is coming back for a people born from a spiritual seed. Now, here is what's next. We completed today's podcast, End Times 212, Times and Seasons of the Restoration, Part 2. And the next podcast is entitled, End Times 214, Times and Seasons of the Restoration, Part 3. I will post this podcast on Monday, September 4th, 2023. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the spirit of Elohim. Continue to watch. Continue to pray. Continue in fasting. And most of all, continue to be focused. For the end is coming. The end is near.